way of changing them. That's why he is trying to teach us to keep us focused because you know what? It's a, our job to get out there and plant the seed. And he'll do the water. See, my thing, I don't know about y'all, my thing today is that the Lord got me doing some strange stuff. Some stuff that I would never see myself doing. And that's talking to somebody that I don't like. Come on. And I tell you one thing, it changes some things. They don't know what's going on with me. Be like, I ain't never seen you uh, like this. You seem to know everything that I'm going through. No, it ain't me. It's the spirit in me. See, that's what I'm saying. We got to reach the ones that, that we don't like, that we don't care about, the ones that we don't want to forgive. We got, we got to reach out and touch them, y'all, because that's our job. That's our job. We can't worry about the past. Right. We got to worry about the present. We are here to give a word to somebody to try to bring them near or to bring them near to God. Yeah. Because that's what he wants. Amen. Because, see, they ain't going to see it themselves. They're like, I don't know why I'm going through this. I don't know this and I don't know that. But, see, we do because we done been through it. And, see, we need to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. Because, uh -oh. you know what? We need to start examining ourselves because... Sometimes we don't want to reach out to help somebody because we got the same thing going on. Mm. Mm. But you know what? I'm here today to tell you, get rid of it. Empty out your closet. Get them skeletons out your closet. Mm. See, a lot of people don't want to hear the truth. They just want you to sugarcoat something. The word says salt. It ain't said nothing about no sugar. He said we the salt of the world. Amen? Amen. So I don't know about y'all today. I I got to give them up here because it's something about the name of Jesus yeah, that makes you yeah. just want to talk about him constantly yeah. because he's the only one that you need to call on. Amen. 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 I hope y'all be blessed today because I know God is good and I know he's going to make a way out of nowhere. Yes. Amen. Praise God we're here. We're always here. We're here for one reason, to dine on the word of God. Yes. I can't say too much about this preacher or too less about this preacher, but I know that he's a man of God. Amen. Amen. He's not only my brother, but he's my friend, him and his wife. Amen. So I just thank God today that he accepted the invitation at a time like this come on. to come give us the word of God. Yeah. So please accept. Y'all heard him before. My brother, my friend, right. Minister William Townsend. Amen. part of us. 
And a lot of times what we don't do is we don't acknowledge the true kinship that we have with him. Because if we have a kinship with God, then we have a responsibility to live up to that which we have with him. And so on today, I, I want to stand here and I want to thank God for allowing me to understand that I have fallen short. Mm -hmm. Let us pray. Father God, we just thank you right now. We thank you for this gathering of your people, Father God. We thank you for all of those who can see and hear us over the internet. Father God, we just thank you for everything that you're doing right now. That which we see as good, that which we see as not so good. But Father God, we know that all things work together for those who love you and who are the called, who are the called according to your purposes, all going to work out for our good. Yeah. Father God, you did not ask us to understand your thoughts and understand your ways because you said that your thoughts are not our thoughts, your ways are not, are not uh, your ways are not our ways, but we are to be obedient to your word. Yeah. Why is that? Because you are obedient to your word. So, Father God, we know that you said it, and so it shall be. So everything that's going to happen on this morning, Father God, I pray that your voice is the voice that is heard. Yes. That your face is the face that is seen. And that your word will go forth and live through all of us forever and ever and ever. It's in Jesus' name I live this prayer. Amen. 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 I want to honor God because he is my life. Secondly, I want to honor Pastor Sutton for asking me to come and allowing me to share a word from the Lord with you all this morning. And to my mentor, my, my, my father figure in the gospel, Pastor Gaskin. Amen. I always honor you because there was a time when you honored me. Amen. When nobody else would. And so I thank you for all that you have done for me as an individual. And I thank you for your tutelage and your teaching. And I would be remiss if I did not mention the Universal Church of Jesus Christ Amen. where I was raised in the gospel mm -hmm. as a full 30 plus year old adult <laughs> but I'm thankful to be here and it's all come full circle and last but not least I want to give uh, special thanks to my pastor Joseph King of King's Highway Christian Church and um, to all of you my brothers and sisters in Christ Sister Karen, I must say, you have been in this message this morning. Amen. When you said something about talking to people that you don't like. <laughs> Come on, Lord. <laughs>
And I'm going to get to that. But this is what I want to talk to you all about today. I want to talk to you all about real love. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, real love. And so I, I, I have, mm. uh, uh, you know, you all have to stand right there, but I want to read a couple of scriptures to you that are going to embody real love. John 14, 15, in the words of Jesus says, if ye love me, keep my commandments. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Now, I want to talk to you all about real love because the love that we talk about and the love that we should be administering are two very different things. Yeah. Well, all right. Oh, they are two very different things. The love that we often talk about is the love that, that goes by a, a, a term called eros, which is based on a feeling, which is based on an emotion. So when you say, I love something, you're talking about, uh, uh, let's say you love that man or that woman. And you love them, oh, why? Because they just look so good to you. Or they just talk so nice to you. Or they smell good, or they just have a way about them. There's something that just draws you to them. That is a form of love. Or we talk about maybe our houses. I just love my house. I wash my windows every three weeks. Uh, uh, I keep my grass cut. I, 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 I have my, my plants. I, I water my plants all the time. and They just smell so beautiful. We just love our things. Come on, come on, Don. But what happens? Come on. Come on. When that man or that woman gets on your everlasting nerve. <laughs> Do you really love them? All right. Or did you just like them a whole lot? <laughs> what happens when I, I know I know guys who like their cars, right? I make fun of one of my friends. He has he has this beautiful Cadillac car, the wonderful pay job. He loves this car. I mean, he loves it so much that he'll get out at a stoplight and wipe a, and wipe a smudge off of it. He loved that car. But when somebody bumped that car and it had a dent in the fender, he didn't even want it no more. Come on, honey. So did he really love that car? Or did he just like it a whole lot? And then once the luster came off of it a little bit, he didn't even want it no more. See, we talking about eros, love. Something that my brother, Pastor Sutton, always talks about. Where he says, I don't want somebody to join this church based on an emotional feeling. They'll come here and say, I love this church. I love the preaching. I, I love the exhortation. I love the music. I love everything about it until he says something that steps on your toes. Come on. Then all of a sudden, you don't want to go to church no more. <laughs> oh, I just love the Lord as long as things are going my way. Come on, but then when it ain't going my way no more, I don't love it anymore. 
See, this is what happens. We fall in deep like and not love. We're going through a pandemic right now. My wife and I were just having this conversation. And I said that so two of the fruits of the Spirit are patience and long-suffering. But during a pandemic, and you in the house, with just you and that man, or you and that woman, or you and that man, that woman, and children. <laughs> Side note, I tell people all the time, I live in I live in the house with three women. I love all six of them. But when you in the house with that man, when you in the house with that woman, you in the house with them children, you find out where your patience and your long suffering really lies. Yeah, yeah. You find out if you're really patient, if you're really long-suffering. You find out if you really love them or if you just like them a whole lot. That's good. That's good. John 3.16 tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting Life. Now, that love, it comes with something. What does love come with? If you remember when I said about that house, I said you got to wash the windows, you got to vacuum them floors, you got to take care of that grass. What are those? Those are duties. There is a duty that goes along with love. Amen. Right, brother. When it says, so God loved the world that he did what he gave his only begotten son. He had to do something. Yeah. yeah. Right. Jesus loved you. He had to do. He had to volunteer to get up on that cross. Come on. Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask y'all something. You think Jesus got up on that cross because he liked you? <laughs> Filthy ball of sin that you and I are. You think he got him across because he liked you? Or did he love you? Mm. Thank you he exercised his duty past his dislike for you. Amen. Nowhere in the Bible does it say Jesus liked you. It says he loved you. Why would he not like you? Because you're a sinner. Ain't no reason to like you. Just because you don't like your husband no more, ain't no reason to leave him if you really love him. Here's something that I found out, and this is not, I just found it, I didn't study the, the, the overall statistics, it's just this statistic just came to me. The statistic that came to me was this out of all marriages between African American people, and I'm saying that just for the uh, purposes of being factual, 80% of the divorces are filed by the woman, right? And that don't mean nothing. But if you look at the statistics on that, most of those fall under something called irreconcilable differences. Mm -hmm. Not cheating, not physical abuse, not financial impropriety, none of those things, but simple 
irreconcilable differences. And I've heard this term here recently since I heard that statistic. A lot of people say, somebody didn't want to say, the marriage ran its course. <laughs> right? They say the marriage ran its course. But when you say irreconcilable differences, what does that mean? It simply means I don't like him anymore. But that's not the kind of love, agape, that is, that's supposed to be in the church. Because Jesus said he'll never leave nor forsake you. Right? It doesn't say, I'll leave you or forsake you if I don't like you no more. Because <laughs> we all give him reason not to like us. Mm -hmm. yeah. We sin against him every single day. But yet he loves us. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because this is the time of the remnant. This right here is the time of the remnant. This is the time where the people are being divided. The wheat and the tear have been separated right under our noses, and we ain't even paying attention. Come on, come on, God. Right. I don't want to be in no gathering. But I have a duty as a minister of the gospel to come before God's people when called. Come on. And to trust him with the outcome. We have a duty as saints of the Almighty God. I'm gonna tell y'all something. I was in the house from March until June. I ain't picked up this Bible not one time. Ain't no sense to be lying to y'all because God knows the truth. Yeah. You know what God told me? This ain't time for you to be preaching. My word is in you. It's time for you to show that love that I put inside of you. How are you going to deal with those six women that you live with. <laughs> Are you going to be patient? Are you going to be long-suffering? Because they don't want to hear no preaching. And they don't trust me to go to. <laughs> Are you going to love them like I love you? Are you going to be patient with whatever their shortcomings are, like I'm patient with yours? See, we were so busy worrying about taking care of God's house as ministers mm. that we neglected our own house. Mm. <laughs> Ain't teaching our children nothing. Mm. Family gone wild. But when we look at the duties of a minister, what does it say? It says, one that rules well in his own home. I got a duty to run my house. But all I'm thinking about is trying how to get back to God's house. God will take care of his. He was doing it before I got here. 
He's going to do it long after I'm gone. See, what we do is we love, as ministers, we love being in this pulpit. We love people saying, amen, hallelujah. Boy, you sure can preach. And we forget about our true duty. Our duty is to be ministers in our own homes. Amen. Y'all tell me, you ain't got to say nothing. Just blink. <laughs> tell me how many churches you've been to where the pastor's wife was the meanest woman in the church. Oh, wow. Or the pastor's kid was the worst one in the church. <laughs> That's a neglect of duty. Mm -hmm. We don't come to church on Sunday to feel good. That ain't why we come. That's, right. That's why when people come in here and they get all emotional and they join, when it's time to do some work, yeah. <laughs> out of here. That's this church, that's my church, that's the church across the street, that's church down the block, all of them. We're living in a Gideon time right now. God is asking us, who's scared? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Who's scared? <clears throat> you go on home. And it's okay. Because everybody can't go where you're going. Come on, buddy. It's not for everybody. Yeah. But it's for you. But understand that you have a duty that goes along with that salvation. I often say, salvation is not your destination. That's right. It's the beginning. It's the tools. It's the building blocks that you may perform your duty. Amen. That's agape. That's agape. I ain't got a light, brother again. And I do, but I'm just saying I don't. <laughs> but I have a duty to work with him. Why? Because we are co-laborers in this gospel. Amen. Co-laborers in this gospel. You come to be fed, yes. But when you are fed, you are also have a duty to go out there and feed somebody else. Amen. Jesus said, do you love me? They said, yes. He said, well, feed my sheep. You have a duty. If you love me, you will perform that duty. Amen. Didn't say like my sheep. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Meet a man or a woman and let them tell you that their children are hungry. And you say, well, let me know how that work out. <laughs> and see how well that man or that woman loves you. After that, you have a duty to perform for God's people. It ain't about you. It ain't about your emotions. It ain't about how you feel. It can't be no irreconcilable differences. There are no differences that can't be reconciled in the house of God. That's the, I, I take that oh, back. That shouldn't be able to be reconciled in the house of God. There you go, brother. My wife said something to me this morning. She said, she asked me a question. 
and she said that the, something, something along the lines of what are some cultural differences that can cause separation in the church? Mm. And I explained to her that church itself is the culture. So there should be no cultural differences that can cause separation in the church. Any cultural difference would have to come from outside the church, into the church. There is a very defined outline of the culture of the church. And I'm not talking about no denominations. I don't believe in them. I'm not the smartest man in the world, but I did pass seventh grade when we went through fractions. <laughs> and in seventh grade, they told me that there was a, a fraction at the top was a numerator and under the bottom is a denominator. And that line in between means divided by. But the Bible that I read, Paul said that there be no division among you. Mm -hmm. That's what I read. Twice. Just two times. So I don't believe in a denomination. I don't believe in a division within the house of God. What I do believe is that we are defined by our love based on our duty to him. Based on our performance of our duty to him. Not that that means, not that that makes us love him, but it shows us exactly where we are. It shows us like, what are you willing to do for Christ? What are you willing to do for the church? What are you willing to do for God's people? Because you have a duty. I don't know what it is. It ain't none of my business. But you got one. You got several. And when you are faced with the option of performing your duty or sitting yourself down because you don't like something, you find out exactly where you are. Jesus asked, if it be your will, please let this cup pass me. <laughs> well, if it did, that, 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 that's not your will, then I'm going. Just let me know what your will is, God. Just let me know what your will is. You have a duty. You have a duty. Perform your duty to the best of your ability. One day I'm going to learn how to preach out. <laughs> but until then, I'm just going to tell y'all about the goodness of God. I'm going to tell y'all about how Jesus saved me. Tell y'all about how my faith made me. tell y'all about how that man walked that walk and endured what he endured for such a time as this. And I love him. Yeah. And I appreciate him. Yeah. And because of that, I will not neglect my duty. This is the word of God. And I know it to be true. Grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our Lord shall stand forever. Amen. May God bless and may God keep you.
Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walk of Truth Radio Podcast, and I've been getting inquiries about how can people be sponsors of the Daily Encouraging Word. All you have to do is contact me at s-u-t-t-o-n at gmail.com, and we can discuss a package that's fitting for you, where you and your product and your business can be advertised all over the world where the Daily Encouraging Word is heard. So again, this is Pastor Jay. Contact me if you would like to be a sponsor of the Daily Encouraging Word, S-U-T-T-O-N 968 at gmail.com. Thank you and have a fantastic, blessed, encouraging day. Peace.